Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. Every time, I, I love that I added playing the music at the beginning, because sometimes you hear the podcast and you just, you don't know if I'm hearing the music, but now you know we're hearing the music. I'm here today with Alex Kazam on the Dcast. Alex, how's it going, man? Oh, buddy. I mean, that with that intro, like How that can music, you go wrong? Every time I hear that music, I just jam and I groove. Wow. I've never been greeted with such an epic intro. Cool. I'm, I'm honored. Hey. To be here being greeted by that intro and to be here with you today. My pleasure. And uh, that was produced by my friend Alex Jensen. Shout out, uh, Sorcery. It's spelled S-O-R-S-A-R-I. Ooh. But it's Sorcery, and he's a producer out in Edmonton. Cool. And he made that little beat, and then I spliced in the little the, the little um, extra voices in there. And the people know who they are in there in that song. But so we just did about... 50 minutes for your podcast. Yeah. That Five was amazing. Zero. 50, yeah. 5 zero. And, and the name of your podcast again is Getting Out of Your Head? Get Out of Your Head. Yes, Get yeah. Out of Your Head. Yeah. And that's on SoundCloud? They can SoundCloud, just search that? yeah. iTunes. Yeah. And uh, soon it'll be Google Play and YouTube as well. Cool, cool. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, man. Thank you for, for doing that again because we literally so just fun. finished that and jumped yeah. into this one. Um, yeah. I had never been interviewed before for a podcast, so that was pretty fun. And you did this lightning round. You had this... How many questions did we do in the lightning round? It was 60 seconds. Yeah. It's, it's, I think I have 25 written, and we typically get through 15 to 18, with you probably closer to 18. You did a good job in that. Okay, so I didn't yeah. do the full 25, but you're no saying I did has. the full... I, I answered everyone in that full 60 seconds. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. No one, I don't think anyone's gotten to the end, because the point is to not get to the end, because otherwise I'm out of questions and there's still Right, time, so right? you got to pace it, yeah. What if you did a whole podcast... For like just 20 minutes round? that was speed round. That would be crazy. You know what? We'll do it. We'll do just it. Just me and I you? Think... Yeah, just to say we did it? Yeah, let's just do it. I, 20 awesome. minutes speed round. We can. You know what? We can do 10 and 10. I will do 10 to you. You do 10 to me. And then we'll just okay. nap. We'll just power nap for three yeah. days. Yeah, I'm into it. Let our heads recover. Okay, so how would you describe yourself professionally for people who don't know you? I know you're a magician. Mm-hmm. And you're also... You, you're a bartender and you're a bar manager. That's what, part of what you do... In life, but you also, what else are you? You do, you do fire breathing, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Don't you? I, it's a weird question to answer nowadays, and not just for me, for you too. Mm-hmm. Everyone that I meet, you have to really diversify what you're doing and how you're generating income, streams yeah. of revenue, etc. So, yeah, bar manager, bartending, I don't do that currently. Mm. I, I love it. I'm just tired of building other people's dreams instead of working on my own. Yeah. So I'm really focusing on the, the Alex Kazam brand. So yes, absolutely, man. I started magic when I was six. I uh, got into comedy when I was 16. I started doing stand-up at 17. And I realized they needn't be separate. And I put them together as a technical term. Right. It uh, is. It's an industry term. Yeah. Comedy magic is... is what I what I do most, and then yeah, fire breathing, parkour, stunt work. Um, that that stuff kind of came out of just being a weird kid that was stuck in his head. Mm. And one of the ways I get out of my head, other than a podcast with a catchy name, yep. is uh, 
doing physical activity. So that's where that stuff came from. So yeah, you know, backflipping off of walls, handstand yeah. training, that sort of stuff is is my my Monday through Friday as well. But that's crazy. It's oh, there's so two wait, you're, you're out of not a good juggler then? Because <laughs> no, I, I don't know what that was. That's that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, the parkour stuff is uh, the parkour stuff is freaky. Um, I guess have you did you have like a gymnastics background or did you just start training for for that? I, I wish I could lie. I wish I could sit here and tell you, yeah, I had a I had a gymnastics background. But the reality is I grew up in Jane and Finch. I grew okay. up in the ghetto. All right. Uh-huh. And my mom didn't have money for, for gymnastics courses. Right. Right. Uh, we had money. I, I did take karate. To be fair, I was in like a subsidized community karate program. Okay. And uh, But that's, that's the extent of my physical activity. I think... The parkour came out of being 12 years old, and my buddy Jordan Taylor, who's also actually a, a producer and, and songwriter and a very talented guy, I'm gonna, I'll connect you guys. Mm-hmm. Jordan showed me this documentary called Jump London. I think it was called Jump London or Jump Britain. Okay. And it was Sebastien Foucault, who you might remember from the James Bond. District or no? He didn't do District. He, he did uh, Casino Royale, the, okay. the James Bond, the first James Bond movie with Daniel Craig. The opening chase scene. There's this big muscular beautiful black man that james bond is chasing the uh-huh. hell out of and that's sebastian Foucault. The, the shit this guy does is insane okay and he's one of the, the founding fathers of, of parkour and he had a documentary and and i watched that and i just got hooked and the whole philosophy it wasn't it wasn't the flips or the crazy tricks because that's not actually what parkour really means that's kind of what people in the media adapted okay, yeah. to mean but parkour is, is you know it comes from the french of of parkourio, which is you know uh getting through or, or running through something and it's a way to get around is that what it yeah, is yeah it's a it's a way to interact with your environment be uh-huh. it urban natural i just love the philosophy you know if i'm at point a and i need to be at point b what's the most efficient way to get there yeah because you know the homo sapiens sapiens that we are if we if we look back onto this tiny little p of history that we're a part of before chairs exist you know we're sitting in chairs right now yeah i can feel my back muscles tightening right mm-hmm. it, it's not a natural position to be mm-hmm. in everyone i know who's not actively doing stuff to fight it mobility work stretching you know the the yin to the yang so to speak the softer side you know paul check calls it working in um great mind complains about lower back problems my hips are tight blah 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 yeah because we didn't have chairs we didn't have cars we we moved around we crawled we killed shit we carried that shit home you know then we would have sex and we would recreate and it was just it was primal right we've lost a part of that with drive-thrus and tinder right Mm -hmm, i mean like mm -hmm. it or not i I don't have to go and kill something to prove my worth to Mm -hmm. someone anymore and obviously there's a lot of advantage to that but um i think in some ways that parkour allows me to reconnect with that side of myself yeah the more primal side without it being unhealthy you know because then you get these misogynistic assholes that are just they're they're doing primal things to people for the wrong reasons you know the the people that are hurting others yeah that are neglecting it's the yeah it's the negative sides of the primal Mm. which is weird because in evolution and in human history there's not that the traits that come out that are, you know, criminal or evil or harmful, that they're, it's not that they're necessary, but it's, um, they're, uh, these random mutations, I guess you'd say. No, I'm not uh, saying I have a basis for, like, psychology and the reasons why people do things connected to the biology. I'm not a scientist, I don't know, but 
there's these certain traits that stick around, and you wonder why they stick around in the, in the gene pool, whatever they are, whether they're in any race or in any, you know, these these exhibits of ourselves, these these things that come out of us that you're like, why are why is that trait in humanity? Like, what is that doing to benefit humans? This these harmful things, right? It's actually killing the species, mm. like murder. Right? That's weird. Because, like, do trees murder one another? I don't think so. Well, the Venus flytraps kill bugs, I guess, but... But that's survival. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a curious thought, man. Um, like, morality. I guess that comes down to morality, right? Where where does the moral code come from? And a lot of people that may tend to the religious side of things will say that, well, it comes from the Bible. Well, that's great, but but where did that come from? And if we look at it, I know because of, you know, it's literally called mirror neurons, little neurons in your brain that can literally feel something that you're witnessing or or experiencing. I mean, that to me, some is people actually have it. It's 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 pronounced more in some people. Yeah, yeah. They actually, will feel pain when you like hurt your arm. They'll feel pain when you hurt yourself. Scientists yeah, yeah. have not figured that out yet. They're still studying that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fascinating, man. Like like mirror neurons and that that whole analysis of I know something doesn't feel nice because I have stuff in me that's built yep. to tell me that that must not feel nice. Yeah, I think that's really where morality comes from. And so yeah, you, you say like trees don't murder each other, and, and you know one might say well trees don't run around and, and they don't have intelligent don't thought. Have iPhones. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's still a good point. It's it's like yeah. Why? But where morality comes from? That's interesting that people say the Bible because I actually grew up in a Dutch Christian Reformed background. Wow. Yeah. And not just Dutch. Not, not just, just Dutch, Christian. Not but, just Reformed. But all three. Dutch Christian Reformed. Yeah. That's a good. cool band name. Sorry to interrupt That me. would like, be cool. DCR. Yeah, like, it probably exists. I'm, I'm going to Google it later. Let's, let's yeah. yeah. It was this guy <laughs> named Calvin. And I guess why does they call it? The Calvinists. The Dutch Christian Reformed Calvinists. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, the, the idea of morality coming from the Bible. It's like. If morality comes from the Bible, then why do we cherry pick the slavery stuff out? Mm. Right? It's like, I love criticizing religion. It's one of my favorite things to do. And partly, it's weird. It's because it's like, in today's world, it's it's so, it's accepted. If if I've come from a, a, you know, I can sort of criticize Christianity in the, because I came from the background, so to speak. Which is weird. It's like, everyone should be able to criticize it. It doesn't matter if you came from it or not. If it's... If it says stuff about slavery or stoning women or whatever in the Old Testament, you know, there's some yeah. questionable stuff. There's some weird shit. There's some weird shit. Yeah. And people say these days, well, we don't follow that particular part <laughs> today. And you're like, okay, dad. Oh. That's fine. Deep. But we're going deep, huh? We we're go we're deep. opening that door. I, oh, I, I can't it. open that door on my podcast. I love it because it's uh, it just it's so interesting. I just love it. But you make the morality. We make the morality and then we apply it to the book. Mm. There's an illusion that the morality comes from the book. It doesn't because you what 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 um, judging device is is differentiating with which things are productive or not productive for society or for health or well being or life. Like you know Jesus himself. I mean, if you just take one of those red, it's called the Red Word Bible or something, where Jesus's words are in red, everything else isn't. So you can kind of see just what he said. Yeah, it sucks if you're colorblind. Yeah, I am colorblind actually. Yeah. Are you? Green. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Cool. Yeah. It, it, it kind of sucks being a graphic designer that's colorblind, <laughs> but uh, we make do. We have color charts and stuff. That it, we just, it just outsource at that yeah, point. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you know, you read just Jesus' words, and most of it's, yeah, turn the other cheek, whatever, right? Blah, blah, blah. But in any religion you look at, you know, Islam, Sikhism, Jainism, whatever the thing is, some of the doctrines are going to be violent, some of them are going to not be, right? And in Jainism, I'm not an expert in this religion, but from what I've read and heard, there's not, it's not about violence. Like Buddhism, too. I think there's schools of Buddhism that are maybe a little more active, shall we say, than others as far as, like, violence goes, but they don't really quite preach violence, right? And, and Islam is, has, a, has a lot of stuff in there, too. But, you know, and then people get kind of queasy when you talk about one or over the other. If you're going to put one, say one's worse than... Well, there's some objectivity to looking at these texts. It's like, what if I just wrote five books today in front of you, and, and I wrote a bunch of evil shit in one. Like, I wrote... 40 violent words in one. I wrote 30 violent words in the other. I wrote 10 violent words in the other. And the other one, I wrote no violent words. And then I let you read them. And you'd say, which one was more violent? That's all it is, right? But people attach it to the identity, for example, of being a Muslim, and say, well, you can't, you can't, you can't be negative toward that person because they're a certain group, because they're a skin color or because they come from a certain country or whatever. It's a complex identity, right? These all are, all the Christian, they're all complex identities. Yeah. There's, there's, like I'm saying, a specific Calvinist Dutch reform. That's a specific identity that other, a German guy can't say, oh, well, I'm a Dutch Christian reformer. No, that's my identity. But why should I, why should I, Derek Wienhoff, be so attached to this Dutch Christian identity? It is where my genes come from. But does it matter in my daily life? I like going to the Dutch store. I, I, I like the Dutch football team. I, I like Dutch candy, I like the Dutch cheeses and stuff, and I like the culture. I think it's funny, and we're cheap. We're stingy with money and stuff, and it's like, there's interesting, you know, every culture is interesting and fascinating, but it doesn't mean that certain ones can't be criticized. It's weird. Yeah, I, th- I think you made a lot of good points, and, and, and I mean, you, you made a lot of points, period, so I'll, I'll just start chunking away and, yeah, let's and unpack something, this. Yeah. something f- you know, flattering comes out of it. Listen, man, we're two white guys speaking from a place of privilege. Oh yeah. I need to remind myself of that constantly because yeah, you said, well, I I can kind of critique stuff because I experienced it. I lived through it. And you're still coming from a place of privilege. Sure. And now that you're aware of that, you can decide what to say and what to not say and you know, what to keep yourself, what to think, what not to think. Yeah. I, I just want to share this with you. When people ask me at a party, on a podcast it's different because I love getting into this shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. mentioned Islam, you mentioned Jainism, you mentioned yeah, touchy Buddhism. things too. And yeah, and buddy, the, the world is a touchy place right oh, now. Yeah. I, I saw a video from John Cleese recently where he just outright, in a, in a two and a half minute video, shuts down political correctness. Mm-hmm. And he's a comedian. He's arguably, I'd say, top 50 most notable comedic I've heard the name. I, if I saw time. him, maybe remember. But. See, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, John Cleese, I mean, he did everything from Monty Python. He did oh, a, old school a show yeah. called yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Faulty Towers. He's been in more modern stuff. He was in uh, Out of Towners, my favorite movies with Goldie Hawn and okay. Steve Martin. Anyways, actor, comedian, writer. He's done a lot of cool stuff. And John Cleese basically says, it's, it's my intention. It might be my intention to offend some people mm-hmm. because that's subversive and that's what's going to create good art. But anyways, man, I, I wanted to share this point. When I go to a party and someone starts talking about religion or they start asking my opinion about mm-hmm. religion, I tell people I'm an a-philatelist. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah, so a philatelist is a stamp collector. It's a fancy word for a stamp collector. Okay. An a-philatelist is someone 
Does not collect stamps. Doesn't collect stamps, yeah. Because I don't so much as want to breach the subject matter. I don't want to say I'm an atheist. Well, that means you still believe in something. You must be racist like Sam Harris. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, like, well, how can you just not believe? Like, Stalin was atheist. Don't you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And I love the answers. Like, it's like you turn the switch on, you're getting along at this party. And suddenly it's like, you know, I heard a great example. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> I heard a great example of this guy who's talking about Christianity and, and the different denominations. And I, I can't quote it as well as he did. I think it might have been like, and this guy was an evangelist and, and all power to him because yeah. he said something that I agreed in, which was, or I agreed with, which was, uh, I was at a party and there were two guys there and they were both Christian and we were talking and having a good time. This is how he delivers it. And then he's like, and then one said he was um, Christian reformist, and we got like along. And then because uh, we all were all were like Christian reformed, and then uh, one guy said, and I'm going to butcher this, but he said, you know, I'm a, a, one guy says I'm a Christian uh, Adventist reformist. And I go, okay, okay, cool, we're getting along because we're all Christian Adventist reformists. Mm-hmm. And then, I, well, I'm a Christian Calvinist Adventist reformist. Okay, cool, we're all getting along. Well, I'm a Seventh Day Adventist Christian Adventist reformist. Yeah. Oh, we're all good. But then some guy has the balls to go, oh, well, I'm a Ninth Creed, Seventh-day Adventist, Christian, advanced, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And everyone loses their mind because this guy has one breed of this denomination and everyone was getting along fine. But now this one guy dropped the word that yep. no one else agrees with. Mm-hmm. And now they all hate each other. And yeah. his point was, if if... I can make that example and it applies with religion. Why is it that a a Muslim person, a Christian person, and an atheist walk into a room and can murder each other and have a horrible time or can get along? Have a beer and, well, the Muslim, if he's certainly devout, then he might not have a beer. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, that, that causes me to go... Because I used to be really angry at religion, and, yeah. and a part of me you can still hear it in my voice gets really oh, passionate I'm angry about at it too. this stuff. We'll yeah, get and, into and it. I grew up. Uh, I grew up Roman Catholic, man. So I, mm. I hear you on that level. It's it's not. It was not a fun time to no. get beaten by my mother. You know, oh, the person supposed to love and protect you, ah. and it did to the point where it was a problem. Mm-hmm. And then in the same sentence, sometimes the same the same wording. Uh, I love you. God will protect you. God Wait will save you. These things seem so, contradictory. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really interesting. You know, like hide behind this this thing, this plastic thing. That's not morality. Hitting your kids is not morality. Yeah. Sorry. This is these antiquated. This is why it's such an interesting time to be alive, man. It's because not only technology and all this stuff and the craziness we live in and the Trump and all it's it's all crazy and interesting and wow we can go in planes and go to China if we want it's amazing but it's also amazing the the where our minds are at as humans it's like what is our identity what does identity mean <laughs> why why am i part of this culture should I, it's, it's 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 part it's it's to do part with the technology but how interconnected we are this has been said many times over again now these days but almost the physical connection like the fact that you can go to china for a week and experience what it's like to be chinese i'm gonna go no cans because i feel like there's a latency going on here with the headphones all right people don't get mad just because i paused the topic for a second (laughs) um this is how i talk to my audience eh? i'm like you fucking idiots why are you listening to this no um so the fact I that you appreciate can go to, you being here, well, yeah. well, good we love you. Please subscribe and share it on iTunes. <laughs> I can't share it. What am I saying? Um, but the fact that you can 
travel and to experience other cultures and all this, it's like, it's like, what is your identity then? Because if your if your genes are your identity, well, what if your your family moves to another country or a military base and then you're born, then you're part of that culture. So what? Like it's for me. I'm a so my my parents were born here, but my grandparents in Holland on both sides. So or actually rather, my my dad has actually his his raised family is Dutch, but his actual biological family is uh, scottish and hungarian mm. so that's the blood in me the blood is dutch scottish and hungarian now what does that mean to me that you're really good at making wooden shoes eating octopus and and i am and i'm tall <laughs> as getting fun. drunk with a kilt on yeah but and i like braveheart i don't know <laughs> shit about hungary yeah no, uh, no but please continue no it's a good point but yeah the point is basically how do i identify how do we identify with our blood mm. and how do we identify with our with our nurture with our exterior world and our culture as they call it society but isn't today's society melting together globally like they call america melting pot they call canada multicultural but but the world is because of the internet is i don't want to say melting in a negative way but it's it's a melting pot it's a melting pot but it's something like you don't quite belong to those borders anymore Mm -hmm. because you're on the internet not if you're in north korea or or if you're on in china you're not on google you're on baidu Mm -hmm. Uh, in North Korea, you have intranet, which only some people have access to. Mm-hmm. So some countries, even in Morocco right now, or sorry, in Cameroon right now, they've had internet shutdowns in certain uh, English-speaking areas of the country. Of course. Uh, based on, uh, it's this weird, like, sectarian thing going on in Cameroon with uh, the French-speaking, the, 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 what is, Anglo-Saxon is, is English, mm-hmm. and then the Francophones. Yeah weird they're having like a weird dispute and the internet's been shut down i think now for like 75 days or 80 days yeah. that's why i always recommend people learn how to how to get onto the dark web because uh, the dark web is a what scary are you place. Some sort of criminal no no the dark web is a scary place if you're if you're in the dark parts of the dark web but a lot of people don't realize that the dark web can be really useful in those situations because if you ever find i don't know you know if someone's traveling a lot i, I always uh, it's one of the things that comes up with with my friends is is learning the the ins and outs oh, i'm sorry we're having a little bit of technical difficulties here it's okay. It's all good. Did I, did I test something? I screwed up. No, it could just be. I think it's this. We'll just pause and we'll fix it for a sec. It sounds better. It oh, sounds okay. better. I think it's this connection here. Yeah. I just touched it weird. That's all. It's all right. Sorry, guys. We'll put some music in there. Something. I got a new music video that came out uh, oh, with perfect. my buddies. We'll put just it in drop there. it in there. Play it at like 16 times the speed. It should fit right in. Okay. Sorry, guys. This is low budget production. But yeah, go on. I don't. <laughs> this is not low budget, man. This is, this is great. Yeah, hey, I did sink cool some do, some dough in here. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's just it, man. It's like, it's, you know, and, and to finish that, that dark web thing up is just, you know, I, I like different skills that will serve me in different ways. And I think that, yes, the it sucks, man. Internet shuts down. I mean, not, you can't really navigate a dark web if they shut down the entire network. But but um, censorship, stuff like that, I think that is uh, a phenomenon that there are ways that, you know, okay, so we rewind to like 1943, 1944, and like my grandfather would have been literally delivering he was an anti-personnel spy uh in world war ii so like military police anti-personnel spy which basically means like he was he was in charge of of inter um intercepting uh, messages from the nazi side and knowing when when nazis were trying to sneak into shit they weren't supposed to sneak into he was polish so he wasn't a nazi he was he was anti-nazi and um and not anti-semitic uh (laughs) and and he did some really cool stuff in, in the underground underground and, and 
you know, there's cool stuff that I got to learn about him and, and stuff that commemorates him. And I don't want to get too deep into that stuff, but my point being, there's always a way. And, you know, when you talk about identity, absolutely take the Muslim kid and raise him in, you know, Oklahoma. Yeah. And then take the Oklahomian and, and raise him, raise him in Iran or raise him in Pakistan, Baghdad, you know, it's it's not it's even about fine. It's just it's going to be different. The the white kid who's getting raised in in whatever family yeah. out out uh, Middle East, yeah. and then the brown kid who's getting raised in the white family yeah. in the West. You know, you can argue till doomsday that well, God is with us all, and He's in our blood. No, He's not. He's brainwashed your parents. Yeah. He does not exist. Yeah. But the story that that has been spread to you as a little bedtime story has percolated through generations. If you want me to, let's interrupt that process, and I'll show you just how weak this brainwashing is. Because because it it is brainwashing, man. It is. It's it's abs- it's the same brainwashing that I had to succumb to to get myself out of that brainwashing. And you by brainwashing, you just mean the religious doctrines that get oh, passed on to the youngins yeah. by them the parents saying, hey. This is what's true, and then the youngins believe it because yeah. it's in church and it's yeah. in the Bible or whatever. Your parents say it, and now you're indoctrinated. You're brainwashed. Yeah, and look, man, I have no problem. I, I read, I have read the Bible from from. Um, I was going to say just a, Leviticus, A, a to Z. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I've read. I haven't. I haven't made my way through the Quran though. I've started reading it. It's just a tough read for me. Yeah, because the Bible language. I committed to, and and I just and it was still a tough read. Um, Torah did did a little bit of work with that, but again, I, I don't want to be. What's the word he's earlier? Hermetic. You know what I mean? I don't. Yes. I don't want to be a, a specialist in this stuff. But I will say, there are things in the Bible and the Quran, Torah. Um, any, any, Upanishads, any, yeah, Upanishads, uh, the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, Bhagavad. Uh, there are things in all of those books. They are primary. Well, okay, they're primary sources, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, there are things that I've taken and applied to my life, yeah. and it is brilliant. You know, mm. the, the whole Jesus thing that you mentioned of turn the other cheek. That's a great fucking analogy or story for kids who are about to get into a bar fight that may cost them their future. Timeless um, advice. Their future, yeah, you know, history of. Doesn't of, mean Jesus made it up. It doesn't mean no. even he mean he was a real guy. No. I think he was, is what they believe, but I, I don't know and I don't care. No. It's not, he didn't make that up. It's from older traditions. It's humans are, are so good at passing our advice through the generations. Which yeah. lucky that we are. Glad I'm glad. Yeah. Shout out to humans for at least past. Regardless of what you say, want to say about religion, literature, you know, the Iliad, Odyssey, whatever. So I'm glad that humans found storytelling and were able to jot the shit down. That then we can sort of gain from that as we in the future. Yeah, I mean, look at what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now is literally shaping a story that will be immortalized through this beautiful technology we have access to, and future generations will have access to it. You know, I imagine ninety eight percent sure. Hopefully, so yeah. I mean, I think I think it's it's curious the, the whole religion because I can't judge it as being bad for you. I'm just saying it's brainwashing and take good stuff out of your brainwashing, but still realize you're being brainwashed. I listen to a lot of secular stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff that's that's you know that's a uh, non denominational and, and b uh, usually just not pertaining to religion at all. Yeah, but I still understand. You know, we talked about this on my podcast critical thinking yeah gary v tony robbins uh wim hoff some names that came up yep. on, on on my side with with you great names but they're all just people that are going to impart some doctrine yeah you know so it's yeah. the same but at least gary v's show hasn't become a law and that's my biggest problem is yes, you took this jesus stuff you know and and you wrote currency with this 
this? Like, this is what created currency laws? Right. It's just weird. Do it's on weird. that note, you got a few more minutes. You want to pause I, I, for? I, I, I gotta I, do a short bathroom break. Yeah, and I got a few more minutes. Talk about religion on this podcast, and I don't mean it to be that, but it might be a subject that you have to address more, like yeah. something that deeply rooted in you. I'm so obsessed with it, man. It's just so interesting, but it's just more of like, I think it's so pertinent to today because we have these things like what just happened in Manchester, and it's on people's minds because you know there's the debate of. Is it because of this religion, or is it because of these people that are just violent? You know, some people say it's masculinity. There's, you'll find every excuse in the book out there of people saying whatever they think it is. Right? It's yeah. nail bomb a bunch of kids at a fucking concert. Really? Oh, it's a false flag, bro. It's a false flag. It's the what? It's the capitalists. They just false flag my ass, man. I know Hitler burned the Reichstag down, but not everything's a false flag. I wonder, do you think I'm too opinionated? Is that such a thing as being too opinionated? Too opinionated. No, I think I think you just have to know your market. I I think yeah, I mean and that's such a such a <laughs> such a capitalist answer, you know, know your market. But look, man, opinions matter because without them we wouldn't be able to shape actions, you know. I think I think thoughts form beliefs and beliefs form actions. Let's let's take that point that you just said beliefs form actions right this is um and and this is interesting uh, this conversation because i've actually never like a lot of my podcast guests i've never sat down with you to talk man to man as they say um but when you mention belief and action it's interesting because this is a big sort of debate uh and this relates to the manchester event uh in, in islam in itself and religion and the whole god and belief and the whole thing and I think this is the conversation that people are sometimes afraid to have or, like, it's uncomfortable to have. And I, I think that's maybe why it comes up on this podcast a lot, religion. Partly because I was born in it, so I have this sort of opinion about it. And then also it's so pertinent in today's world because you see these events and really, and just Israel and Palestine and all these things that are based in religion, right? And it's part of us just wants to shut it out and not talk about it. And then it's really almost like we should all be kind of talking about it because it's seemingly what's causing a lot of the violence around the world, right? And some people, for some reason, want to protect religion so much and say it's not because of the religion. This goes for across the board, any any violent act you see with any religion. They say it's because of other things. It's because of political pressures. It's because of social pressures. It's because of poverty. It's because, because of uh, lack of education, right? All these things, but... You look at their list of things, and uh, Chelsea Clinton recently just said, uh, Hillary Clinton's daughter was did a speech about that the rape of young women and the forced marriages across the globe are linked to uh, the lack of technology, climate change, uh, and she, she just put out a word soup, sort of, of like... Things she thinks are related and, and, effect, and, and mean something about uh, forced marriages, right? Yeah. And when you look at these different cultures around the world, forced marriages, I'm not an expert on this. I mean, I'm sure there's some issues with, like, poverty. Like, there's it's somehow linked to maybe poverty. I don't know about climate change. Maybe. They could all be linked in some way. But the practices that are put in forth, right, uh, from the book, that we're talking about morality coming from a book earlier. And this, this is going to, like, back to belief in action. But morality coming from a book, 
there there will be you know for example in islam there will be like like muhammad had like a young bride at one point i think she was like nine years old or 11 years old or something you know the opposition to that to to that sort of sentiment will say well his his uh, first, or that sorry, that was his second wife or something. Anyways, his first marriage was to his boss, and, she, and so that shows like women in the workplace and that kind of thing. Like, that's all fine and dandy, but what about the thing about the eleven-year-old girl? Oh, they say, oh no, well that was the time that they're in. You know, it was different. Okay, granted, but is that moral? Yeah. Right. And then, and and, and sorry to be so long-winded here, but just to to, to all. Sorry. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here with the belief and action thing. I think that. These beliefs that are set out initially from the books and then, you know, put out from the priests and the clergy and the Vatican are the different. These things are put out and they're believed over generations, over generations, over generations. And you have this concept of martyrdom. I, th- I believe in all the Judeo-Christian, you have martyrdom. Uh, Absolutely. Lately, I believe it's more pronounced in the Muslim. They, 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 they use the martyrdom and they, they post you on the wall. And actually, in Palestine, there's a law where you get a stipend. If, if your family becomes a mar- if one person in your family is a martyr against Israel, you'll get a stipend from the government. Netanyahu just called for the, the revoking of this law when Trump was visiting uh, recently and, and stated how great it was to be standing next to the Palestinian leader. And, and Netanyahu, with his deep ass voice, said, uh, we want that law to be taken away, right? And hey, I mean, I get that. Like, why, why should because you're going to get money? I mean, there's some way of thinking like, okay, the family gets money at least because the person's dead, so at least they get some money to. But the guy martyred himself. But that's action, which comes from belief in a paradise or whatever. And some people today are saying, no, those actions and belief are not not uh, interrelated. I, well, I don't know where do you stand on all that stuff. With action and belief. Yes, that's, no, it's a long-winded man with mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, listen, I'm not... It's funny. There are two things I hate talking about. Religion and <laughs> politics. I came oh. onto your podcast and we're yeah. talking about both of them. No, this is good, man. This is great. Because you're, you're pushing Getting me out, out of, of my your... comfort zone. And uh, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but mm-hmm. nothing ever grows there. Look, Deke, I'll just, I'll, I can leave you with this, man, and, and, and permit me to go a little bit long-winded onto my, one of my, my little Kazam rants, okay? Yes. I can't sit here and bash Muslims or bash Christians. No. And listen, I had a moment where there was, there was sincere Islamophobia developing in me. Yeah. I but wait, sorry to pause you, but in your long-winded thing, but yeah. there is a difference between um, anti-Muslim bigotry and Islamophobia. And the reason I say that is because you don't have Judeophobia or Christianophobia. They don't, there's not a word. Yeah. Of course not. It's, but, but it's think a about fear of the ideology, not of the people. Absolutely. You have anti-Semitism for the Semitic people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just let's just be clear on that. I, you, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not afraid of people thinking I'm a. I'm a. I'm a bigot. You're open to criticizing religions if 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 it yeah, warrants look, it, but not yeah. the people. It's not about criticizing no, the, people the people because it, absolutely it is the people. And, and let me and let me finish okay, this. Yeah. Man. yeah. Absolutely, it is the people because okay. fuck you. Fuck you for killing little people. You know, be it be it kids, be it mothers, be it be it other people that are just as evil as you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. I don't kill people. I do good. Is that so fucking hard? And forgive me, I'm swearing a lot, man, but this pisses me off. This there is no 
rhyme or reason. Yeah, Islamophobia. Look how ridiculous that is. I'm yeah. trying to make a confession, and then you have to jump in and defend my confession. No, fuck that, man. Yeah. Because I was afraid of something that was beyond me to understand. We live in a fucked up part of the world. Listen, I practice information diet. The information diet is I don't practice just-in-case information. I practice just-in-time information. I don't want my information to perhaps serve me sometime down the road in case I might perhaps need it because my truck breaks down and I didn't know Tommy went to school with Sally's sister Anne's cousin and I had to shut the fuck up I don't care who died listen you keep referring to this Manchester event dude I, I had no idea that happened until probably 20 minutes ago really no idea. When you were taking a pee break, I yeah. googled Manchester to see what the fuck you're talking oh, about. Really? Because I don't watch the news. I oh, find out about stuff yeah. when people tell me. Oh. I'm in the podcast game. I'm in the media game. I cannot deliver my best content if I'm constantly clouded oh, yeah. with bullshit. And the reality is news agencies aren't so much in the business of delivering the news as yeah. much as they are getting you to watch the news yeah. look where we are man islamophobia yeah yeah we don't have judeophobia or christianophobia because it's ridiculous so yeah. i walked into this room there was this advertised event do you suffer islamophobia and i was like fuck maybe i do i literally i literally thought i did it was in the, it was in a community working space in toronto yeah, yeah. spadina avenue i walk in and I, I go to the event because i thought i was i was islamophobic no you know what man i'm just scared of terrifying fucking people yeah. and so my point to you is I will criticize the people, and I will criticize the religion. And you know what? Yes, fuck you for being Muslim and killing someone. But that's not all Muslims. No, of the, course I not. I have tons of friends. Okay, tons. I have three friends. I have three fairly close friends that are that are Muslim. Yeah. And I'm, I'm learning Arabic with one of them because I want to know when the fucker beside me who's speaking in a language that I don't understand yeah. is talking about his wife getting fired from her job because she works too much. And got too heavily involved in the company, intimidated a white woman at her workplace, and so she got fired because she was doing her job too well, and she's fucking brown. Not because the fucker besides me about to blow up the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You're why scared. I want to learn the language. Yeah. That's why I want to have these conversations yes. with you. And thank you for having me here, because honestly, I'm sick of the fucking shit of people going, blah, 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 I don't want to offend people. No, man, listen, you said, am I too opinionated? There's no such fucking thing, man. Because, yeah. yes... Thoughts form beliefs which form actions. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just end it there, man. And forgive me for this rant. But if we don't start addressing the fact that the entire system we live in is corrupt and just and failing us. And I don't mean that to sound like controversial and conspiracy, like blah, blah. No. The education system that our children's children are going to go through. And I hate to say this, but it's true. Because it, it the education system in Canada came out of the Industrial Revolution. We needed a bunch of, of human robots. Workers. We needed sheeple, right? Yeah. yeah. 1800s, you know, we have a bunch of, like, factories and shit being built. We need people that can execute a task over and over and over again. That's what the education system still is. Explain to me why I can be in a Spanish course for four years or a French course in Canada and Ontario in high school and not speak a lick of goddamn French because our brains don't work like that. We just pretended that they did for the sake of Industrial Revolution. The entire educational system needs a reform. Now they introduce religion into the education system and they call it the Catholic District School Board. Buddy, if we're corrupting youth, and I'm talking, you know, age four, if you're in preschool, to mm -hmm. age 17, 18, I got the shit out of there. You, you, listen, my point is, don't pray in my school and I won't think in your church. How about hey. that? You know, because oh, just, just get the fuck out yeah, of here, Yeah, I won't man. think in your church. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Fuck you, church. I'm not thinking in your church. Yeah, I so, like church music, but church music is great. Hum, hum, hum. But but I love it all. That's so. That's my point, man. Is is uh, I, I think these conversations need to happen because I'm I'm not afraid of standing my ground when there's something I don't agree with, and I think that a lot of people are afraid to have these conversations yeah. because oh, I might offend someone. Offend them because at least you're gonna have a conversation. You might fucking learn something. But you know what? And you know what sucks? And that was an amazing rant. And you know what sucks about this whole thing? And I hope people come to this realization. Pay attention to Ali Rizvi and and these guys in Toronto, and go to some of these events. People, there's one coming up next week on Thursday. Uh, I don't know when this rele- release, but there's these real ex-Muslims out there talking real shit about what they went through and stuff. And there's this then there's this other idea from all these white people and these liberals and like Chris Biddle, shout out Chris Biddle, the, the representative for our area. And um, it's like. There's like they they push this all the time. This whole Islamophobia thing. It's like it's not a real thing. It's a propaganda term. There's no such thing as Islamophobia. It's if I'm afraid of some ideology, whether it's Jainism, right? It's because there's some violent shit in it, and it's because there's some freaks. Yeah, they're crazy, f- moronic freaks. They're losers, as Trump calls them. That attached to this idea, they 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 are the to themselves. They're the core of the religion. To them, they look at the Americanized Muslim and they say, you're an infidel. You're living over there in California, no hijab. Fuck you, you're, you're not living the real text. And then the guy in California says, no, I'm a real Muslim. They're a fake Muslim. Well, that, all that talk is nonsense. There's no such thing as an... A phobia implies an irrational fear. If I'm going to Ariana Grande next week, which I probably wouldn't, but if I was, now I'm thinking, is there some, you know crazy terrorist guy who applies his ancient muslim doctrine word for word he doesn't cherry pick that's the difference he doesn't yeah. cherry pick yeah so as much as we were criticizing it earlier with uh oh it's it's fun that people can just go oh we don't listen to that part of the old testament anymore will will other religions get there i i hope so man because you know that cherry picking thing is something i love to tear people apart for when i do get into these topics you know let's let's have an atheist and a christian and a muslim on this show and sit with them and, and just debate because these topics are never going to get old, and I, I hope that they get old, though. Do you know I what I mean? They might. Like, I think like, they might. I Yeah, I mean, the world is turning more secular. We're seeing less and less people actually getting married. We're seeing marriage itself suffering. And there's a lot of closeted religious people, too, who totally. don't answer the polls correctly. And yeah. I think there's a lot. I think there's more tendency towards priests coming away from priestdom rather than people turning into Going priests. Into priest, yeah. And listen, man, I, I think that, like, okay, why these podcasts? And with my show, right, get out of your head. I want to give people actionable, executable tasks or to do things or not to do items that they can use to get out of their head and start doing stuff. I'm tying that in with, with your show because, man, there is no sense in some of the sense that is given to us. In, in the terms that, and it sounds so hippy-dippy, but I, I mentioned the, the no information diet. I found out about the Manchester stuff. I found out about the tragedy that happened in Oshawa a few weeks ago with a kid getting gunned down. I really need to oh. stop doing that. A kid, a kid getting gunned down. See, I didn't um, even hear about that. Yeah, yeah, and and it's terrible stuff. You know what, man? On. I I fill my brain mornings now with Gary V, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Rock stuff like on, that. Rock on, man. Yeah, I because that's what I need Gary to hear v. in the in the morning. That's pretty good. That's what I need to hear in the morning. I I don't need to hear. There was a fire in Tonawanda, and three people died in a shooting. Lockport Gambino Ford. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, listen, I, I'm just, I, you know, I don't really know where I was going with that, but but I guess my point is, like, I don't just want to talk super esoteric and, yeah. and just 
bash or, or address these huge philosophical yeah, issues. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's start with what we can change. And what we can change is you and I are people that are doing things. Yeah. We're executing tasks. You know, yeah. magic. Where did that come from? It came from trying to figure shit out. If I could figure out why the guy who's blowing up temples, blowing up, you know, or, or this, you know, on the other end, the guy who's spray painting temples or spray painting mosques or, or, oh, he's or just an artist shooting man. up mosques. Right. Yeah. That's just it. That's, and that's the, that's the white privilege perception. Talking. He's like, oh, well, that's just art. Right. Well, it's like, okay, well, let me break this shit down, you know, cause maybe, maybe I can, I can help influence that, that stop to the hate crime as well as the stop to the, the terrorist activity or, yeah. or the, or the hate crime in the sense of hating people that aren't going to your religion. It's funny, right? Yeah. Like we call it terrorism and hate crimes. That in itself is creating a dichotomy that is unhealthy. They're both hate crimes. You understand? Yeah, like what is terrorism? Just because George Bush, like when I think of just the George Bush era, that's where terrorism became a thing. Yeah, it's It's like what is that? What we kind of know what it is now because it's more of an agreed upon, uh, you know, word in the lexicon. We're like, you know, it's it's causing terror. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty simple. It doesn't terrorism. Yeah, you're right. Uh, People who say there's Christian terrorism and there's blah blah blah. Yeah, sure. There's there's all kinds of shit. It's all bad. Yeah. There's a con- there's a weird conflation going on lately with uh, this Islam versus like Christianity or other religions and sorry to hang on this fucking religion thing but it's just to let's finalize that one point it's just like everybody be critical across the board of anything it doesn't matter whose skin color or what religion they're from but be critical across the board of any wrongdoings you see investigate if it's Trump and Russia collusion or if it's Alex Kazam is pulling a trick on you and he, he, you know he had the ace of spades, but he's tricking you with the king of hearts. It's the king of hearts. You're like, you're lying, man. I'm lying. Where it is. Yeah. Just call him out on it. Yeah, call call Alex Kazam out. Bullshit. He'll, he'll teach you how to do the trick, maybe. Yeah. But hey, yeah. let's leave it there. Why don't you say? Why don't I say? I said it. Man, said it. thanks for being here and appreciate you inviting me on your podcast. It was a good time. Pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hope to see you again sometime soon. We'll talk. Cheers. All right. Bye, folks. Thanks for listening to the Decast. You can support the show by going to decast.ca and finding the Patreon link. Or you can share this episode on social media or tell a friend about it. You could also leave a review on iTunes or leave a comment on SoundCloud. Thank you again and tune in next time. Hey, Decast listeners. This is Trevor Twining from Niagara Podcasters Network. If you want other local Made in Niagara podcasts, then head over to Niagara Podcasters Network. Our hosts are sharing stories and podcasts that are made for Niagara and by Niagara. Hope to see you there. You can find us at niagarapodcasters.org.